Welcome to the Housewife of Horrors podcast. All right, and welcome back for another exciting episode, another onion of a case of Housewife of Horrors. I know I say every week that it's an onion of a case, and you know what? It is every week. Am I lying to you? No. Anyway, uh, before we get into this one, I wanted to kind of recap on something we talked about last episode with John Holmes and the Wonderland murders. Um, I did some further reading about the movie Wonderland and Don Schiller, the girlfriend who was with him for many, many years and <laughs> through a lot of shit, might I add, uh, she did have a part in uh, with the creation of the movie with the historical accuracy. So if you end up watching the documentary WAD, The Life and Times of John C. Holmes, that at least last time I checked, it was still totally on YouTube. Uh, and WAD is spelled with a double D. But if you can find that documentary, it's very, uh, man, it's like Wonderland, that documentary. It was like the same thing. Anyway, moving on to this week's Onion. We're going to delve into some Heaven's Gate, which this actually started from a conversation, the wanting to do this episode. My bestie is all about cults. She loves, you know, just watching shows about them. You know, the crazier, the fucking better. We got into a conversation and I told her about this Reddit post that I saw. I think it was on the creepy subreddit and it was like eight years old at the time. Um, and it was somebody who had emailed Heaven's Gate. Yes, here we go. We're going to talk about some Heaven's Gate. Anyway, and the, the contents of this email wasn't super detailed. It was just a you know quick response and stuff and how their website is still active. When we got to looking at the website and I thought everybody does a Heaven's Gate episode, but they always just kind of cover, you know, the same gambit of stuff, which by the way, if you want an excellent episode, last podcast on the left has an excellent Heaven's Gate episode. Uh, Evil listened to that, which by the way, he is not with us this week. We have the bestie Tanisia here. Say hello. Hi guys. She is here filling in for Evil because his work schedule just is shit again. Moving on. I kind of wanted to just focus on uh, maybe doing a couple bullet points about them, like, you know, who they are, what they did, what happened when they did what they did kind of a thing, you know, just some bullet points here. And I wanted to focus on the literature of their still active website. And there was an email uh, conversation between them and I. There are still, we will get into that eventually I, I thought I kind of wanted to just start off with this just going into the content on the website but we watched the 2020 uh, what episode it was the cult next door the mystery and madness of heaven's gate and it was with Diane Sawyer she did a great job and they end up talking to like some survivors people who had left the cult uh, some family members of those who had were departed yeah it was really good so this kind of totally changed my tone of things because within this reading, where I was going with this is I'm reading the literature on their website and they're basically, you know, they give kind of like anybody does. They kind of have their mission statement. Hey, this is what we're about. A, B, C, D, E, F, G kind of a thing. You have all the cards on the table from Jump Street. They don't make any bones about you're leaving this body which means, you know, when you leave this body, you're dead. You're going to be dead, well, when the time comes. So I, basically what I'm saying is they made no bones about you having to kill yourself. This group was against suicide. However, when the time come to get on the spaceship, that wasn't suicide. To stay here and not take the rewards of what the next level has to offer was the true suicide. So we'll get into that. They, um, I totally forgot where I was going because I got all like caught up on the suicide details. Oh yeah, they make no fucking bones about it. So my question was, can somebody who has all the information, say you have all this information about what they are, what they're going to do, how's it going to go down, all that shit. 
can you still be brainwashed? Do you consider brainwashing and manipulating the same thing? I will just say, okay, anyway, can somebody who has all the information be brainwashed or manipulated? I was convinced. I don't think so. I don't personally think you can. How can you be fucking brainwashed and conditioned when you know what's going to go down? You're reading what's going to happen and stuff. So it's not like it's a big fucking surprise when it happens. This is how I'm kind of looking at it. But then we started watching the 2020 show and about halfway through we get to the, the timeline. We're almost like 1976 and it just hit me. I had a total change of heart. I totally went in this one way thinking it's going to be like this. No, you can't. These people weren't brainwashed. They knew what they were getting into. They believed in a cause and they died on that hill. No pun intended, but that's what I think went down. Do you have any thoughts at this point so far? (laughs) I do feel that there could have been a form of manipulation still because what is, how did the people perceive the wording of it? Did they really comprehend that you're going to come into this situation and it's going to end in you dying and then beaming up like Dr. Spock? (laughs) 39 to beam up was one of the goodbye messages from one of the people who did, you know, take their own life in their cause of going to the next level. Because that's really what it was all about was... These people just were wanting to get to the next level above human, the nirvana, heaven, whatever, you know, you believe or want to call it. That was their goal. Well, I kind of wanted to just cover some bullet points because everybody and their mom covers everything about them from, you know, him being a young boy and how he got into it and stuff. So I kind of wanted to pick up when life kind of starts turning to shit because this is when I think the shit started to, the snowball started. Like it was, this is when it started snowing on the hill for me was he marries his high school sweetheart. I can't remember exactly what year it is, but it's quite a long time ago. He marries his high school sweetheart. He like goes through college. He has a couple of kids. During college, by the way, in the 2020 episode, they bring uh, they talk about how he is uh, like a great opera singer. And they thought at one point that all of the audio of him singing had been lost, but they ended up finding some like archived records in some university basement. And it was, wow, it was truly amazing. I, uh, yeah, I was thoroughly impressed. That's, the man has a beautiful voice. That such a voice is coming out of such a little man, but he did have presence. One thing they talk about is he was charismatic, and that's something that I wrote in the um, I wrote in the margin of my paper because charismatic is always one of those words that's used when it comes to like serial killers and cult leaders. Oh, he was always so charismatic. He was charismatic and good with people. He knew how to talk to them. Well, this he is, Marshall Applewhite is no different in that category. He's got a couple of kids. There's rumors flying around the campfire that he's having affairs with men, why he's married and has two kids. So his wife ends up leaving him, taking the kids. She go back to live with her mom. So he kind of starts living a homosexual life. He ends up coming out to his father and his father is like pissed off, rejects him. And you know, his dad was a preacher. So I, I don't know why he would be surprised for that. He's totally rejected by his dad. He is at a low point right now. He has been rejected by his dad, who he idolized and looked up to. He wanted to be a preacher just like his dad. Uh, His wife leaves him, takes the kids, skips fucking town. He can't make any relationship work with a man at this point in his life. So just, he just is rejected all around. Just shit's not turning up roses for him. It's a little while later, he basically ends up in New Mexico, and he's, I think they say in the 2020 special that it wasn't quite determined how he got there, if he was visiting somebody, or if he was admitted. I'm going to go with admitted with the way the rest of this story goes. This is me assuming 
that he was admitted, but either way, the next events did go down in this way. He ends up meeting a nurse at the hospital named Bonnie Nettles. She's talking to him and he's telling her about like the voices he's hearing in his head and these, what did I write down? I wrote spiritual experiences and I wrote something else, visions. She tells him that he is here to do this. He is here to like be a shepherd for these people. She is an enabler uh, at this point. Now we have the snowball starting. So you have somebody who is feeling this way. He's seeking something. He's, I'm not going to say he was diagnosed schizophrenic, but if he's hearing voices and shit, I'm going to assume that he was schizophrenic. I don't want to assume, but to me, that says mental illness. Yeah, I mean, can we agree on that? Yes. Maybe not schizophrenia, but this is definitely... He definitely had his breaking point. I mean, and mental health isn't even all that today, and this is 2022. I couldn't imagine what fucking mental health, especially for a man, was back in... What was this? This is before 1976, so I can't imagine it being all that great or even all that readily available. She's just adding gas to what he's already a fire. She's adding gas to this shit. She's like telling him that, you know, he's there to teach purity. He's there to be a shepherd. Basically, they want you to be angel-like so you can fly with the stars. At first, their group kind of became about you didn't have to die to go to heaven, so... Uh, that was kind of a note that they put. I wrote down here. But right about this time, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And there's a dog barking outside. But it hit me like a ton of bricks. The answer to my fucking question. Because they go into, you know, who these people were that ended up joining them. And how they were, like, highly accomplished. They were distinguished people. Many of them grew up with money. Not saying they were extremely rich, but... A couple of them were. Needless to say, these were people who, I guess you could say they were pillars of society. And now that kind of deepens the question of, can somebody be manipulated or brainwashed when they have all the information, but can somebody who's highly educated and distinguished and kind of privileged, has it all sort of a thing, that has all the information, be manipulated and brainwashed? And this is when it hit me. When they start talking about the people who are going to start joining up with them, they kind of go into, you know, all these people. But it hit me that as distinguished as all these people were, they were all seeking out or lacking whatever it was that they saw in Marshall Applewhite and Heaven's Gate. And it reminds me, and it's something that I know, and it's something that I feel like we should all know, is that nobody even though they do appear to have it all, nobody really does. So as distinguished as they were, there was something missing from their life. And maybe it was because they spent a life of being, you know, haves and uh, instead of have-nots and being highly educated and spending their time on pursuits of like education and excellence as opposed to socializing and having a good time like the majority of society, I guess you could say. <laughs> No, but it's it's kind of proven that highly intelligent people, high IQs, yes, they are super smart, but they don't have really good, you know, social skills uh, of like holding a conversation, just talking to people, talking to women, you know, it's maybe I feel like here's another layer to this onion or snowball. It's a snowy onion that's just kind of becoming a monster of the making now we have all these people who Marshall Applewhite's been rejected and he's putting this out there and now all these people who have kind of been rejected are like hell yeah I finally found my people I found somebody I'm comfortable with and now we have this group we have Heaven's Gate well I mean look at pictures of him he's got such kind eyes and that gentle voice you would believe him. He he did have, like, and once again, uh, they said he was charismatic. And when you, they go into, like, when he was, like, in theater and stuff, he had some really good stage presence. And he was a good-looking guy. He Absolutely. could sing. He could act. He was, he was just. He was the bee's knees. He was. They got all these people now. 
it's oh uh it's june 1976 and they go up to like some mountains up in wyoming for like a big gathering everybody's hanging out it's kind of isolated away from everything so like the camaraderie's going down and to kind of i they say to kind of strip them of their identity because part of heaven's gate is you know you're going to leave these earthly urges these human nature urges basically like no fucking no sex no uh, your thoughts no oh nothing. and i know that like i don't know what they ate but they kind of made it seem like their last meal of junk food was like a big deal because they never got junk food before but it seems like they just kind of were pleasureless of life you know they were disciplined to getting to the next level it's at this point they're like doing all the bowl haircuts and all the same and they're wearing baggy clothes very plain looking stuff to for me i feel like this is kind of when the manipulation starts like we've already got the snowball it's starting to go down the hill we need the momentum of manipulation and you don't notice it when it comes at you so slowly I'm not going to make the butt sex analogy like I did the other night, last night. I promise. Now people are going to be like, the butt sex analogy, what? No, all of these changes just came gradually, so I don't feel like it was as noticed. After all these kind of changes to their identity and they all kind of, their word has become genderless, they kind of move into a house, so there's, I feel a smaller rain they're all kind of more a little contained they can have a little more control over them <sighs> once again I, I stand corrected you know i went into this thinking oh no they can't but then when you have these people feeling what they're feeling and then they're doing this in solidarity it you know it's all part of the plan but anyway from there oh that's the front of the page they also take on these other names they don't have their real names anymore and it's usually like t doe it's some kind of weird stuff but it ends with o-d-y so t-o-d i guess t's name would have been and the o-d-y means children of god i wanted to throw that in there i thought that was a little interesting fact i'm still not a hundred percent convinced that this is malicious I, I feel like yes maybe there is some manipulation in here and some controlling by you have to do you know these purity things you have to give all this up to get to the next level you have to be disciplined and yes that is mandated rules written by somebody so I mean but can you have all that can you be malicious and evil when you're free to totally leave the house at any point you feel like you don't want to be a part of this anymore they were actually glad for you to go because they didn't want you spreading your doubt to other members i keep finding these linchpins that take me out of you know i want to believe this is an evil cult i want to believe that they were brainwashed and manipulated but there are just once again there are these things that kind of take me out of it but we'll get into that where was i it's like 1983 1985 so this is the notes about the castration so in addition to leaving the urges behind they also decide that they're going to start the gentlemen of the group are going to start castrating themselves and they get into that it seems like it's in the 80s they get into that and Stephen Terry McCarter, age 35, was actually the first one to be castrated. Uh, he got this honor by winning the coin toss. They kind of did it in like this makeshift warehouse that had a note, like a, a fucking sign hanging over the door that said hospital. People watched, so it wasn't like a sanitary hospital place. She, you know, does the I don't know if it's appropriate snipping, but she does some snipping. She sews everything back up. Well, shortly after that, his, um, his balls start swelling. They end up taking him to the hospital. I can't remember. Did they say he died? Did he die from it? 
or did his just stuff get bad but the doctors were able i don't think he died i don't think i don't i would have liked to think that i would have wrote down he died that night or you know something like that this at-home castration went terribly fucking wrong so that's when they went and found like a uh, a doctor in mexico a a place down in mexico that would do it like a surgical place and seven more ended up doing it including their youngest member who was 25 years old I'm trying to remember how it gets brought into the Hellbop, but the Hellbop comet is on its way coming about this time. So we're like coming to the end of times, according to them, but it's nearing. And so is the millennium and conspiracy theories that are out there are saying that there's like this spaceship behind the Hellbop comet. Well, I'm guessing that at this point, Heaven's Gate kind of took this as a sign their time is a coming they know they're going to leave this earth because the spaceship that's behind the comet is coming for them so it's their last few days they are fucking living it up and that's when i get to the junk food like i don't think they were allowed to have like tasty food they had to kind of be disciplined because they ended up like buying up like a whole like four or five dozen donuts and a whole bunch of junk food and shit before a bunch of pop yeah they were living it up like they did not care after that they all go back to the house and um let me see i get into how they do it but now i need to find those notes so let's hear a little bit of your thoughts what did you think of the 2020 special so i thought the special was really good they kind of helped to put some other things into perspective of course you know still drew up some extra questions some of those i already had answered because of course the day that I find out that we can email Heaven's Gate, that's the day I'm like, let's do this. I was super excited when they emailed back. It was like 45 minutes later and we got a response. It was great. It, it really was. Um, definitely definitely a, a great moment in my life. He just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't feel that this was, I don't feel that this was evil. And part of it for me is I just, I see it in his eyes. I, I really do. I see that kindness in his eyes. And you know what? Maybe he was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. At the same time, he still he had a mission and a plan. And he really didn't want to harm anyone. I mean, granted, everybody ended up committing suicide. But that was just... I don't know. A means to an end? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... I kind of start off here in my notes that I wanted to say that based on the definition of a cult, would you consider these people a cult? But then that when we start watching the 2020 show and they start playing some of the videotape footage of him and he's like, this is the cult of cults. It's the cult of truth. This totally shoots holes in where I was going to go with this. So we're going to skip the definition of a cult. (laughs) Yeah, because he tells you right off the bat, this is a cult. Right. And once again, this leads me back to, can someone be manipulated if they have all the information? He tells you it's a cult. He tells you we're going to be leaving these fucking bodies. Anyway, like I said, their core beliefs would change in 85. Okay, so they didn't advocate suicide in their belief system, but you say that they all kill themselves. Yes, they did, but they felt that their death was a death, not a suicide. So members of the group define suicide uh, as, quote, to turn against the next level when it's being offered. We covered that, but I just wanted to retouch on that. So a definition they crafted at least several months before the actual suicides. By that logic, those who remained on earth had committed the true suicide by rejecting the promise of eternal life as perfected beings in the next level. Like seriously, I'm. this is me and we are now into the interpreting of their website literature i totally forgot to kind of get into that but yeah we've now shifted into the i'm reading their website and i'm reading like their literature and this was a rabbit hole that i had to take breaks from like i took a break to clean the kitchen at one point i'm such a good housewife members of heaven gates were merely exiting a world that they had rejected and in an essence had rejected them 
There are many more details to their belief systems and levels above human. There's evil aliens, the Luciferians, the Hellbop Comet. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. We glazed over the Luciferians. Like, there's just not enough time to cover everything that they believe in. I really wanted to focus on the literature, which I feel like we're doing good on time. So we're getting to the point in my notes where we're at the suicide. So that's where we kind of left off when I switched over from my paper notes to my computer notes. So uh, it's March 22nd, March 23rd timeframe. It's 1997. And 39 of the 41 members have passed away in a mass suicide. They do, in the 2020 special, they go into how it's an anonymous caller that calls the police after all everybody's done. But we'll get into him so that he he doesn't come into this till later. Um, So I found an article called Anatomy of a Mass Suicide, the Dark Twisted Story Behind a UFO Death Cult by Benjamin Zeller. And he described their final moments with good detail. Uh, And I actually just have to quote this. I can't put this in my own words. But he said, in three waves, this is how they ended things. In three waves, members ingested a poisonous mixture of barbiturates and alcohol. As their breath slowed and their bodies shut down, they asphyxiated under plastic bags that they had tied over their heads. Members followed the guidelines that they had reached research several years earlier and laid down their earthly lives in what can only be called a ritual precision and attention to detail. In keeping with the group's customs, each member wore an identical uniform, but in their final moments, the group's members had added a customized Heaven's Gate away team patch that positioned as their, uh, they had the patch positioned them as merely visitors to this planet rather than inhabitants. They also covered themselves in purple shrouds, the shroud echoing this nearly universal ancient burial custom not to mention that purple was T's favorite color Bonnie Nettles that was her favorite color so they did that they also had like random objects in their pockets like chapstick and change for the phone and shit like that when you could I mean there's still pay phones around just not like there was in 1996, 97. <laughs> well, and weren't they also, didn't they all have their IDs that had their actual real names on them yes. too? Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, they all had their government IDs, driver's licenses, Not maybe not all of them drove. They had their driver's license IDs all with them as well. So when they were found, everybody would, I mean, the cops would know who to call, stuff like that. Members of each wave had cleaned and tidied up after their compatriots had died, removing the plastic bag and draping the shrouds over their deceased companions. Applewhite ended his life on the second day of the suicide, really because the 2020 special said that he went last. I'm going to go with what 2020 says. That is subject to dispute right there. This article says that he died on the second day. Uh, Here I have Marshall Applewhite died last. That was my note. Along with his closest helpers, when ex-members Neody informed of the exits by mailing he had he had received from the group, they found the body. So, okay, the anonymous caller basically calls the police, says there's several people dead, Rancho Santa Fe, and hangs up. The anonymous caller, they end up identifying him as Rio D'Angelo. He had a really cool name. I still has that name, but he, I guess, has since left Heaven's Gate, but he ended up fulfilling his duties. Once again, he reiterates when people start talking about, oh, they were brainwashed into being there. He kept going on about how everybody there had a freedom of choice. They had free will. And so it wasn't like people were held against their will. And Marshall Applewhite chose him, Rio D'Angelo, to stay behind and tell their story. So they end up getting this FedEx package of tapes, and it's the goodbye tapes. 
and a, a lot of it is repeating some talking points. I write here at the end of this paper, I said, I wasn't convinced, but after this, I believe that they were manipulated. So I totally had a change of heart the, the farther I delved into this and really got to know who these people were. Like, I don't know everything about them, but you get an insight of how they were brought up and the people that care about them and just how they were as people. And to be honest with you, all these people that were part of Heaven's Gate, the members, not Marshall, Applewhite, or Bonnie Nettles, but the members, they were all really good people. They were. They were. And look at, in the from the special, look at how much their looks changed. Not just the bowl haircuts, um, which only Marshall could wear, but look at look at how many of them, their appearance just completely changed, and some of them became almost unrecognizable. Well, it's been over 20 years since the members of Heaven's Gate caught their ride to the next level, and I'm going to say this, you guys might think I'm weird, but it sounds like these people just kind of found something within all of them, they were all good people. They just wanted to get to the next level, find some unattainable happiness that they couldn't find here. And I hope that they found it. I hope that they made it to whatever it is they were trying to make it to. I hope they made it to the next level. I hope, I hope that they're there. The members, I can't necessarily speak for Marshall Applewhite. I don't feel like he was malicious. I think that it was mental illness and he truly believed it and the fire was fed and it just made for the perfect storm so not everyone took their lives that day there were two members that stayed behind to operate tila foundation which is in phoenix arizona and these two are believed to run their still active website i actually don't know their website was still active until we got to that that reddit post from the guy who emailed them totally got me going about we should email them so we went to the website and you can still actually fucking email them someone posted their email interaction i already said that i wasn't worried about anybody stalking me or finding me like some scientology type stuff uh they were kind in their reply and they even answered my questions but in a somewhat vague manner I'm sure that uh, they get hassled in hate mail, so I took what answer I could get and chose not to pry beyond that, beyond what I was told. I just, I didn't want to push my luck and seem rude when really I'm just being inquisitive because the written word or typed text word just does not convey tone, so I didn't know how they were interpreted, so I just kind of left it with what I've got. But before we get into that email, I just wanted to discuss some vital information that you can read and they even have videos, but I'm just gonna, this is some heavy shit and I, I know I keep saying that and this really is, but I get into the first section of their literature is called Doe's Intro, Our Purpose, The Simple Bottom Line, and it's an excerpt from their book, Heaven's Gate. They basically just go into like 2,000 years ago, people from heaven chose a more developed, uh, choose more developed human plants to become containers for souls. And then they came to earth and inhabited a body that was already ready, that was readied to do that person's task. So when they came here, they had a mission, like a task, and it's to like nurture these plants, which are containers for souls. Right, I'm totally trying to wrap my fucking head around my notes here. Like, I wrote this, and I'm still having a hard time. Like, once I think I get it, it's like, no, I don't get it. What I do get is what I've said is just, you know, he was ill, she was enabled, they found each other, bam. This is where some confusion comes in, and I read this part like five times. The writing at this point is speaking in plurals, like plants, souls, containers, but then all of a sudden it turns singular. They're being ready for their early task, and the body that was inhabited in task ready, they say the body was chosen, uh, was called Jesus. Yeah, like I can't even get into all of this because then it goes into soul containers, 
went out into the world to teach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I feel like that line from Clue, Mrs. Peacock, the, did you know the kingdom of heaven is at hand? How did you know my name? Love Clue, one of my favorite movies. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and Marshall Applewhite is here to be the shepherd, to teach us how to be pure, to get to the next level. He's like this new version of Jesus. Of course, everybody, I mean, a lot of people come out and say that they're Jesus. So uh, he has said, he says he's here to continue the teaching in ways that is needed to get to the Father's house. And at the end of the first section, oh, here, Marshall makes no bones about separation from the world. And that in separation from the world, quote, quote, that's their quote. Like a lot of stuff I just copied and pasted because it's like, I can't put this in some other fucking words. What other words am I going to use? I don't really, I mean, I get the concept of these, but, and that's it uh, on the part about transitioning and the next evolutionary level. So then it goes into, he says, why is it difficult for people to believe or accept us? And this is when we start getting into some other layer of this with the Luciferians. So he goes into how our programming is affecting and shaping how we see and understand, quote, lower forces. By lower forces and the rest of the paragraph, he is talking about evil and negative forces. So I had to write my own, I had to write my own definitions down of what this shit is to like fit the narrative. The ways of society today are created and maintained by fallen angels that were kicked out of heaven. Well, God allows them to tempt and test us so we can learn from those attacks. More confusion when they are first referred to as fallen angels, then space aliens, then Luciferians. This is what I'm talking about. This thing has three names. They use these influences. They program us into accepting I want to say our views and way of life, but I don't know if it's ours because it says they use influence that program us to accept a set of beliefs and norms for behavior during a lifetime. So he says a set. So my beliefs and norms are predetermined by Luciferians. That's what I'm kind of gathering. Like these Luciferians program us. So therefore this influence and like my it's predetermined because of external forces that programming is what keeps us from the kingdom of heaven and all these evil influences have us programmed to not believe in satan and evil forces because to believe is to find out they want you to be blind as an ideal servant in their society this is the Lucifer Society. <laughs> part of that stay blinded formula, part of that and then the stay blinded, it's a formula that goes, let's see, it says here, above all, oh, I'm sorry, I totally got confused at what I said here. So they want you to be blind to an I to be an ideal servant in their society. And part of their staying blind is living this life of be married, be a good parent, be a reasonable churchgoer, buy a house, pay your mortgage, you know, live the straight and narrow, have a good line of credit, be socially committed and graciously accept death with the hope that his, uh, through his shed blood or some other equally worthless religious person, I, I, anyway, you will go to heaven after your death if you live this life of goodness and blah 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 and believe uh so that's what the luciferians want us to believe so it kind of sounds like most religions out there of you know be a good person live a good life there's a reward in the afterlife kind of a thing absolutely i'm sorry if that was so confusing uh i read this days ago and this is a lot of shit to take in and everything is so vague Reading on, it sounds like that they are laying out their mission statement and belief system, then presenting you with their opposition, the Luciferians. They have programmed all of us except for the Heaven's Gate believers. 
they programmed us to live this formulaic life to get to heaven when in all actuality heaven's gate is the way to get to heaven and after marshall's teachings are done they will leave the earth and there won't be another chance to go to heaven until the process of human plants being ready containers happens again which uh, is like every 2000 years according to their timeline and if you don't believe this it's okay because you've been programmed by the luciferians but while here until their time comes to return to the kingdom of heaven they will do their best for those that want to believe and go with heaven's gate they know that we're all fucking laughing in their faces and thinking they're full of shit but they're here to this is the way man you got to come with us you got to be pure you can't be like jerking off and stuff like that because and that's something that they do address that's not my words that's something that is addressed in the 2020 special about like when you did kind of commit infractions uh, and masturbating was one of them you had to like beg the group for forgiveness or it was talked about in group and then they talked about ways to make you stop doing that so every time you fuck up it was like a group affair that right there would keep me from doing anything because it's like oh all my private business is fucking front street for group discussion fuck that the next article is a 1995 statement made from an extraterrestrial that has taken on human form so this is one of the I just said it, extraterrestrial that's working with them, I guess. So it's numbered bullet points, 22 of them to be exact, and they lay out the facts about himself, his purpose, and a kind of step-by-step process. So we're going to kind of get into some more of the suicide talk here a bit, but it's just him talking about how him and his partner came here in the 70s. He assumed a male body. She assumed a female body, and they were in their 40s. The couple came here with a group of students, and the students were in different stages of human to being the next evolutionary level, next level, next evolutionary level. It's all the same. It's the next level. They arrived between, and this time frame is like the worst time frame, but it says they arrived between the 1940s and the 1990s, and it's like... Dude, that's like 50 fucking years. Just just a couple of days. (laughs) So, which is one big time gap. Anyway, so he says, but in his first bullet point, he points out he came in the 70s. So this is where I'm once again confused with this conflicting information. He says he came here in the 70s, but maybe when he says they arrived, he didn't mean him and his person. Maybe he met others. So they arrived here when a spaceship crashed and their alien bodies were gathered up by the government. That sounds like what went down in 1947. So anyway, that was a great Unsolved Mysteries episode. Other heavenly alien groups that were on Earth before picked out bodies for the next arrivals. The extraterrestrial and his group that we are currently reading about, that I'm reading about... Uh, between being an alien into human they learned how to maintain their method of consciousness and not think like a luciferian so why they're here they're not letting the luciferian ways taint their brain maintaining this method of consciousness was only possible uh, with experienced members of the next evolutionary level of human or tila whatever you want to call it i call it the tila or the ela the evolutionary level above human true i feel like i'm not understanding this as i'm reading it again it's like i'm reading this i'm reading it out loud and it's fucking gobbledygook it's a lot to take in i don't want to sound you know like i'm dismissive of somebody's belief system but this is fucking gobbledygook to me i feel like I've been reading the same shit over and over and over. And I really have because this does get repetitive. I mean, he has 22 bullet points, like seven and eight meld together. And I put some of those bullet points together. But the birth into the level above human is what we spoke about earlier. It's every 2000 years. 
new life, giving free will. So there we go with again free will. Anyway, to be soul containers or not. So I guess they choose to be soul containers, but I thought that they were just brought here and put in bodies. I don't know. This one made me laugh because I'm sure this wasn't a widespread thing in 1995. I can't say with certainty because, yes, I was a teenager then, but I didn't care about the government like I do now. The humans that do have the deposited souls in them can be recognized as people that lacked respect for the system or the world. So basically, the people who have these souls are disillusioned, and it's like... I don't know about 1995 people being so disillusioned like they are today. Like, I don't remember, okay, 92, there was the LA riots and stuff, but like, we didn't have the civil unrest that we've had of the past few years and just, yeah. So anyway, um, I don't really feel like this one kind of pertains it would pertain if they were still around to people today because shit by that standard, almost everybody in society would be a member because they're lack respect for their government and or country. So I kind of believe this next part a bit. This next one talks about the soul and that our body is a container for the soul. I truly believe that. I believe that this body is just a a vessel for our energy and that when we die, I don't know what happens after that, but our energy does move on. It just takes on a different form, I guess. I I don't know. What do you think? That's right. That's when we come back to haunt people. See, you know, and it's like, so I, I, I kind of think about it like defending your life that, uh, Albert Brooks and Mel Street movie, Meryl Streep, where they like go to judgment city and, but at the end of their trial, they either get to go to heaven, hell, or they go back to earth because... Oh, yes, yes. I know what one you're talking about now. Right, because they have, you know, a few things to learn before yes. they really move on. I'd like to think it's like that. So, it is a container for the soul. And the soul has its own consciousness that is learning and getting ready for the next level. I believe that as well. I think that when we do get to come back, that it is to you weren't quite bad enough to go to hell but you weren't quite good enough to go to heaven you got to like learn a couple more things and I think that's kind of the process of that maybe I'm not like a heaven's gate person I just kind of think there's a lot of good people out there but you know maybe they just weren't all that good good enough to get to heaven they weren't living the life after it leaves the body on earth the soul now goes into a next level body this change is like a birth and when you go to the next level you start out like a baby and as a baby develops it pushes out the human level ways of thinking i kind of think that a little bit too because when you hear about stories about reincarnation and it's like children and they talk about like their past life it happens to them as children but then as they get older they don't have recollections of the experience or the memories so, I mean, or maybe they're just lifting this from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> uh, they had a really good couple episodes here and there about people who have been reincarnated and they totally like proved it by explaining like where they lived and all these fucking people back in the 1800 type shit. So, I don't know when you kind of know all that stuff and we didn't really have we didn't have the Internet. So, I mean yeah there wasn't ways of finding out shit about people back in the day like that you hired a private detective or you went to the fucking town itself and went to the archives and interviewed locals and shit like stuff was hard so it's like for these people to have this information about a town in ohio that they never lived in in the 1800s kind of makes a believer of me yeah absolutely <laughs> The next paragraph goes into a final act of separation from this human life and container into the next level. Uh, it's a release from this earthly body. Then he, de uh, then he describes it. I start to feel, um, I, I started to word this in my own way, but I just, once again, I couldn't. So I had to actually quote this again, but it says here, this meaning this this earthly body uh, will be done under the supervision of a member of the next level in a clinical procedure. 
we will rendezvous in the clouds, a giant mothership, for our briefing and journey to the kingdom of the literal heavens. You won't learn everything from one visit from the level above human. At the end of time, which was at the at the end of time, which was at the end of this time was written. So basically he was writing this coming to the end of time. This was written in like 95, 96, and they did it 96, 97. But anyway, the end of time, let's see. Souls on earth will be put in uh, in like a holding station to come back, but to be under the protection of the people, the level of hu- above human. Oh my God. I'm like starting to go cross-eyed fucking trying to get a hold of myself reading this. It says safekeeping, but to be under that protection, you got to give up your human ways. Once again, they they repeat a lot of stuff about giving up your human ways and departing from this earthly body. He goes in to say that there are three kinds of humans in this world. There are humans with no souls. The humans that have souls and are under uh, that care and protection of the people, uh, the next level people. We'll just say next level. Then there are those with souls, but not under the care, or they haven't been approached about being under that care or going to the next level. If you don't believe in what he's saying, uh, you can't get to the next level. I sound like I'm doing like a gaming thing, like you can't get to the next level. Okay, to the souls that are reading this, he says, you can take this information and make the decision of believing or not. For those that should uh, choose not to believe, you are now opposition. There is a secret society of the rich ruling class that fulfill their obligations to set social standards and keep balance in the world with strategic placement of power. It is a fact that the aliens have been visiting Earth for past few years for whatever their reasons. Their activities of these aliens are not on our level and we're not interested anyway. So basically they, they're saying that their alien activities are superior to the aliens that have been coming here, the greys. I call them the greys. I'm assuming they're talking about the greys, but aliens that have been visiting here for a while. The next level regards religion with disgust, like organized religion with disgust because of how their information keeps humans on this level. So in essence, religion stifles the consciousness. Organized religion, I keep, I keep forgetting to put that word in there. Since this is the end of time slash civilization, war and killing is a, quote, part of the natural recycling process which precedes a restoration period of the planet and preparation for another civilization's beginning. All this fighting and killing is a recycling process. It's all part of the process. If you believe and you want to join us, there will be many tests you will face. There will be backlash with separating from your human nature. You may even be faced with the possibility of losing the body you are wearing in the demonstration of your faithfulness. Right there again in black and white, it says... You may even be faced with the possibility of losing the body you are wearing in the demonstration of your faithfulness. Cards on the table. Like... Leaving my body. Yeah. I mean, right there. Uh, Once again, even with the repetition of like aliens and Luciferians and your program to believe this and blah, blah, blah. They have... That is a repeated bullet point of you're going to be leaving this fucking body. Once again, if you want to get on the ship with us, you will have to prepare for that departure. So he pretty much wraps up. I have to just read this because this is some loco shit, dude. I find it all but impossible to present these truths to you in a way that you might stand a chance to survive the avalanche of thoughts from the opposition that you would do anything in their power to prevent your separation from their world separation again anyway from their world and your physical life in it i hope that my older members mercy will give you strength if you care to speak to me in your thoughts i answer to 
doe. The name itself means nothing, but I connect with it for an agreed upon for my usage by my older member, T. T stayed with me, setting an example and preparing me for this present responsibility until 1985, then separated from her borrowed human container and returned to the next level. If we're not mistaken, our entire classroom task here from 1975 until the present has only been about 30 minutes by the next level reckoning. If you have grown to hate your life in this world and would lose it for the sake of the next level, will you find true life with us, potentially forever? If you cling to this life, will you not lose it? That's how they end that. To me, once again, I mean, I don't think that he was evil. I think that they just had some extreme beliefs and they died on that hill. And people do it every day. I mean, it just happened to be 39 of them over a period of like two days, three days, something like that. In sections. Yeah, and they go into, on the 2020 special, like they show like the walkthrough video and they have like the audio of when they walked through and found the bodies and that would have been pretty intense. So the overview of present mission was written in April of 1996 by a student named, I can't even pronounce this, but it ends with O-D-Y, but J-W-N. So Janudi, we'll just call him Janudi. Anyway, just recaps pretty much everything we've been talking about so far. Then there's like a chronological timeline of their seclusion onto completing their tasks and what steps they want to complete take to complete their task such as like selling their possessions all of them chipping in their money so they can all you know kind of do this as a group jonestown kind of had like the same thing they all sold their possessions and life savings and all this shit for their you know their cause their belief get rid of it all (coughs) pardon me sorry i didn't mean to cough like that so i read something that was a really big red flag for me i know you're thinking red flag now this whole fucking episode's been red flags left and right well it's been left and right since i think the whole him coming to terms with being gay and being rejected and all that but so the paragraph is talking about not being allowed to use human knowledge and memories and then goes into consciousness remembrance of too much knowledge too soon could potentially be an interference and liability to their plan our growth pattern so for me that red flag is saying we don't want you to have these other thoughts we want you to forget this past life don't think of this human stuff because it's going to mess up the plan that is control that's like telling somebody you can't wear these kind of clothes because of this or whatever it's in the same guidelines For me, that's like a controlling dictator that doesn't want people to see the news, the alienation from what is going on in the outside world under the guise of stifling growth process. They're saying, oh yeah, it's going to stifle the growth process. You're not going to make it to the next level if you keep thinking like a human. For me, that's part of the isolation and alienation manipulation that right there i feel like that's kind of another nail in the yes these people as distinguished as they were were manipulated so there's more excerpts from their books and they've got more videos but we've pretty much come to an hour and i'm actually at the end of my notes but we have one thing left and that's the email i know i make it sound like all spicy it's really not it's kind of cool but vague and they were once again very nice I suspect it might be the people that are running the Tila Foundation that's in Arizona, but we did this email. This was like way back. When did we do this? This was December 28th and I emailed them and uh, let's see, where is the beginning of the email? I was like, hi, my name is Regina and I do a podcast. Would you be willing to answer some questions? I came across an eight-year-old Reddit post about an email from a Heaven's Gate member that stayed here. The email says, quote, a few of us were left behind to take care of tasks and answer questions. My questions are hopefully not intrusive, just inquiries based off of that email response. And he came back with, will this information be used in a podcast? I said, uh, what did I say next? 
I said, with your permission, I'd like to. And that's why I kept the questions as non-intrusive as possible. I just want more understanding. So he then asked for my questions. And I, my questions was, I said, it says a few of us were left behind. Did you personally want to stay behind? How was it decided who stayed? Do you get lots of emails? Will you join the others when you are done taking care of the tasks? I said the tasks because I didn't know like if he had some or if they had to do shit as a group, what was going on. But I said, if you join the others, will this be the end of Heaven's Gate or will there be other designated members that stay behind? I truly appreciate you reading this and responding to any or all of my questions. I hope I wasn't rude or pushy in my questions. The written word is not good at conveying tone. Again, thank you. And that's when he came back with, First, we have always been honored to perform the dissemination task we were given. We get about 25 or so emails a day. We will be taken care of. The information of the next level will be preserved. Now I gotta look at the questions and how they coincide with that. Okay, so he gets about 25 emails a day. Will you join the others when you are done taking care of your tasks? He said, we will be taken care of. Then I go into, if you join the others, will this be the end of Heaven's Gate or will there be designated members that stay behind? And he said, the information of the next level will be preserved. And all of these interactions, the first one was 45 minutes from when I sent it. And then it became fairly quick after that. Uh, Once again, they were obviously courteous enough to answer my questions. Kind of vague, but you know what? I guess maybe I wasn't detailed enough in my questions or maybe they just, I don't know. I I think vagary is a, a big thing with these people because they just have so many terminologies for one certain thing that it's easy to get muddled in details and words and confusion. And what did you mean? Do you mean plants or do you mean containers? And it's like, it's the same thing. And it's like, well, then why can't we just stick to one thing? I was just super excited that they emailed back. Right. Like, you, were, you were giving me anxiety, and I'm like, did they answer back yet? Did they answer back yet? It's like, yes, they did. So we ended up getting to... I'm sorry if this pod comes off confusing and repetitious, but when reading through, like I was reading through their page for quite a while and there is a lot of repetition and I feel like that's all kind of part of the manipulation too. Cause if you hear it enough times, you know, you start to think it, you start to, you know, whatever. So uh, well played heaven's gate. And once again, I feel like at the end of the day, he was mentally ill. He had a big time enabler. This group of people rejected by different parts of society or whatever, these people that were lacking something, these kindred spirits found each other and they all found something within the group and they all had the free will to leave at any time. But I feel like they were kept there by loyalty, by obligation. They stayed and they died for their cause. They caught the ride to the next level. This was grand finale for them. And I think that they were just a bunch of good people and ready for some peace and happiness. Yeah, and they were just misguided. Uh, I don't feel like there was anything sinister behind it. Even, like, he wasn't even a con man. Like, yeah, it's subject if he killed himself on the second day or the last day. Needless to say, he did fucking kill himself with everybody. He went, he was in the trenches with everybody. He was getting the haircut, fucking suppressing his sexual urges. He wasn't, like, taking their money and they're going to kill themselves and he's going to run off the fucking, you know, Buenos Aires with everybody's money. It didn't go down like that he went down with the ship for me I feel he believed in it I don't think he had malicious intent I think they were just like I said they were what they were and they all believed in it and they all went together plain and simple their theology and their website and their literature and their hours of videotape are repetitious and confusing and vague but at the end of the day I think it's just that simple but what religion isn't confusing and repetitious and at times vague. Touche. I mean, I am not judging them. I am not judging them at all because some people could look at, you know, Christians and go, you believe some ghost came to a virgin in the desert and told her she was going to have a baby. That's whack. You know what? When you put it like that, it kind of does sound like that. So 
I try not to judge people on their religion. I do like to know and I am inquisitive and curious and do I find it a little strange yeah but man if that's your gig and you're happy then fucking more power to you yep just as long as you're being a good person I unfortunately it did end with you know he led them down he unintentionally led them down this path and they all fucking died for it based on like the survivors and the family members and stuff these were like amazing people and this is a serious great loss i mean the world ain't gonna be stopping you know because they died but you know the world stopped for a lot of other people 39 families worth of people so on that note um i hope that you appreciated my thank you for putting up with my repetition my confusingness my losing my spot i'm just kind of off on my game today and i i'm actually recording this the night before because this has just been so in-depth and then watching that show and having to change a heart and having to switch gears it really kind of threw a fucking wrench in the monkey works or whatever monkey wrench in the works that's it (laughs) see i can't even fucking get my fucking cliches right so on that note i will be posting visual aids on uh my instagram and my facebook which is housewife of horrors plural anyway and you guys stay safe out there thanks for listening to me ramble on next week i think we have i think we have a listener request i'm not sure i gotta look at the list we got a few on the list um not as crazy as the last couple with you know big dicks dicks cut off and heaven's gate oh they were cutting their dicks off too we totally have a third week we have a third week theme Oh my God, it totally didn't hit me till just this moment. So anyway, we're going to return in two weeks, um, hopefully dick-free. So It'll be a new month. It'll be a new month. Anyway, thanks for listening. Everybody stay safe. Big hugs.